Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. And I'm very excited because today we're going to talk with Chase Clemens, who is a customer support pro at an amazing company that's extremely customer-focused, and that company is Basecamp. So we're going to learn from a guy that's in the trenches and doing this day in and day out, dealing with customers and delivering an amazing Basecamp-like customer experience. If you check out Basecamp uh, online, you'll see that they have they're just a top-rated company when it comes to customer support. I know a lot of people are going, what's Basecamp? Don't worry, that's one of the questions I'm going to ask at the very, very beginning of the interview and find out from Chase exactly what Basecamp is. And we've actually used Basecamp in our interactions in special projects with other with other companies that we do business with. So really, what I, I love about this one is, this episode, is that it really is from a practitioner. It's not from an author. It's not from an executive. This is a guy that day in and day out deals with customers. And I don't care what type of business you're in, what your position is in that business, I feel there's going to be a lot of information that's going to be important to you. And of course, if you are in a customer support role, uh, if you work at a customer support center for a brand, or maybe you work for a company that is a customer support center for many brands, uh, this is going to be great and relevant information. But I think it's going to be applicable to virtually any and every person that's ever listened to this show and should be listening to this show. So with that in mind, we're going to take a really short break. When we do, when we come back, we're going to talk with Chase Clemens. So don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. If customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.com. Digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you another amazing interview, and I'm not going to let you down this week. It's with Chase Clemens, who's actually a guy in the trenches. That's the way I'm going to describe him. Uh, he is actually customer support, uh, and actually, I would say, a customer support pro at one of the most customer-focused companies in the world, and that's Basecamp. He's also the host of another podcast called Support Ops Podcast, and you can find out more about that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let Chase tell us where to find out more about that, but here's the bottom line. If you are anything or in any position related to customer support, whether you're actually on the front line or you're in management, this is a podcast you're going to want to listen to. So, Chase, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Well, that's, thanks, Shep. It's great to be here. So right away, where do we find out about uh, Support Ops Podcast? 
Yeah, so you can head over to the website. It's uh, supportops.co. Um, there's a great page there where you can say start here. That's going to have the, the best of episodes, give you background on all of it. Uh, and kind of like you mentioned, this is basically my journey over the last six, seven years of, of being in customer support. So you're going to hear everything from frontline, like how do you handle um, tricky email questions from a customer, all the way up to uh, team lead and manager things, like how to, how, how to help your team have a good work-life balance. Mm, this is great. So here's the deal. Everybody who's listening, we're talking to somebody, as I mentioned, who is in the trenches. He does this for a living day in and day out. I talked to him right before we started the interview. I asked, so what have you been up to today? And he, oh, I was dealing with emails with customers. I was doing this. I was doing that. This is the one you want to learn from and you want to listen to. So let's just start off. Uh, one of the talking points uh, I have here is I, I want to talk about what your definition of going above and beyond by helping uh, customers uh, answer questions that are actually unrelated to your product. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you like reach out for help and then all of a sudden they say, well, technically that's not us. You know, you're uh, you're trying to use, I don't know, some app and, and send an email in and they said, well, it's technically not our app. It's somebody else's. Yeah, like, and, you're somebody and, else's and they problem. Tell me that, and they tell me where to go to get the information, which is like, OK, there's another step, another piece of friction I got to deal with. Yeah, exactly right. And that's just not a, a good customer experience. You want I look at it this way. When people use Basecamp with us. Their end goal is not to use Basecamp. It's to take whatever they're working on, and usually these are small business owners. So they're they're working on their business, get into Basecamp and do what they need to do, and then get out and keep running their business. So the quicker and easier I can make it on them, even if that means figuring out how Outlook handles some weird thing with a calendar or an email, then I'm going to do that. It's 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 all about saving the customer time um, and not being one of those kind of people that's just like, yeah, technically you got to talk to somebody else. Right. Well, hey, before we go any further. Tell everybody in the most general terms what Basecamp is. I've, I've used Basecamp for projects when I worked uh, on my website. My web designer uh, had all kinds of information for me to look at. We collaborated through Basecamp. But give us the quick <laughs> version of what Basecamp is so that everybody has a point of reference if they don't already know. Yeah, so Basecamp is the, kind of the replacement for all those messy email chains you've got out there, all of those files that you have scattered everywhere from Google Drive to Dropbox and everywhere in between, all of the sticky notes that you've probably got on your computer. Like As your business is growing, you need one place to put all that and have it accessible by you and the rest of your team, and that's what Basecamp does. It gives you one place for everything you're going to need in your business. Perfect, perfect. So. Uh, back to this concept of helping others. So I have this concept that I talk about in many of my presentations about knowledge of the business and knowledge of the industry. And what that means is customers call in or they ask you questions, uh, maybe they need support, and you come across as a credible expert when you start to demonstrate that knowledge. And what's mm -hmm. really cool is when customers start asking you questions about things you don't do. And to your point, you actually provide the knowledge or the answers to those questions because that makes you a credible resource and it, it doesn't mean people are just going to come to you for what you do say at Basecamp they may come to you and say you know what I love the people at Basecamp maybe they can help me with this and you endear yourself to the customer even more so uh, you create that connection and that's what mm -hmm. drives loyalty yeah, I had a customer this morning that, and I promise this was not a setup for the show. This was just a custom that a customer that happened to randomly email us, and uh, her problem was she was looking for a way to upload uh, about a thousand different people into a new Basecamp account. And if I went technically, yeah, there's not a way to do that. That's kind of like 
done. You're, you're shut off. There's no next avenue or anything like that. That's a bad experience. Whereas what, what I ended up doing with uh, that particular customer was to find out why. You know, why are they uploading a thousand? Why are they inviting a thousand different people into an account? Come to find out, she's trying to set up a, uh, an email newsletter type thing. And Basecamp, while it's great for a lot of things, it's not a good email newsletter kind of tool that you need. So I was able to recommend a couple of different options. Uh, one of those was entirely free. So instead of her paying $99 a month to us for something that doesn't really work for what she's doing, I was able to dig in a little bit, find out more about what she needed, and then direct her over to a free resource that that's going to work perfectly for her. So that's that's like going just a little bit extra and helping to solve that customer's need rather than just answering the face question that they have. It's more than going extra. It's you're more focused on the customer than you are the money. And when mm-hmm. you do that time and time again, the money starts to follow. And the money tends Absolutely. to follow higher than if you were focused on the money to start with because you're genuinely helping somebody. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's key. So that, that's an outstanding example. All right. So uh, one of the things that you, uh, I know at Basecamp is all about is that you are not interested in customer satisfaction. Yeah, we're not. I mean, that, that <laughs> phrase that, alone, yeah, right? Know, just like, there, it's like, you know, I hopefully that's an intriguing <laughs> setup to tell us more about why we don't <laughs> want to satisfy our customers. Yeah, I kind of think of, um, so, man, it's just examples kind of help clarify things. But yeah, so my local town, I live in a really small little town, about 30,000 people total in the entire county. And there are a couple of grocery stores here, one of them being the big box ones that you would expect. You walk into there, you kind of take your grocery list, you find what you need, you buy it, you check out, and and maybe you're saving a couple of dollars by going to that store. And and yeah, maybe you're satisfied, right? You got what you were looking for, but it wasn't a memorable like, oh yeah, I'm going to like enjoy going back to that particular store. Versus another one that's just a county over from us that my wife and I drive an extra 30 minutes just to go grocery shopping. Right. Um, we drive that extra time because we go to a Publix down there and everything is such a better experience from the people that are at the door getting like welcome you, welcoming you into the store. Um, we have a little son. Uh, he's a, a year and a half old. They help go over and grab a, a grocery cart and bring it over and make sure that he gets uh, settled in. All right. Um, like from start to finish, the experience of shopping at a Publix is just so much happier than shopping at a big box like uh, grocery store. And that's the kind of experience that you want your customers to have. You want your customers that are going to go out of their way to try to do business with you. Like the the lady with the, the newsletter, like, yeah, she was like, man, I love Basecamp. I want to make it work. And even though we weren't able to help her there, she's going to come back. Like you mentioned, she'll come back whenever she does have something that Basecamp can help with. So I think that's the, the key there. It's like, yeah, you're, you're taking the experience that you have and making it something that the customer can truly be happy with rather than just a eh, checking a box. Yeah, I got that done kind of experience. So a number of years ago, there were two professors at Vanderbilt University. I cite this study all the time, uh, Anthony J. Zahorek and Roland T. Rust. These two professors uh, took a look at what satisfactory meant. Uh, So here's my take on it. First of all, satisfactory is a rating, and what you're Mm -hmm. talking about creating is a connection. Uh, And that's where loyalty comes from. So a satisfied customer is not a loyal customer. And what these professors said is that, in typical frontline retail-oriented businesses like the one you're talking about, the grocery store, up to 40% of satisfied customers don't come back even when they're satisfied. And if you look mm-hmm. at Bain and & Company and, and uh, uh, Fred Reichelt, who wrote The Loyalty Effect, they say in the hospitality industry 
that number could be as high as 80%. So think about it. Up to 80% of customers who are happy don't come back, or I'm sorry, satisfied don't come back. Not because they weren't happy, but because all you did was just make the experience okay, average, mundane, satisfactory, um, Mm -hmm. boring, or as I like to use the word, fine. Boy, that's a good word. The other, I did it. I, <laughs> fine is the f bomb of customer service. That's, it is. It's. It means you can be. It can. You can be replaced at any given moment. Right? right. It's. It's a situation where all I'm getting is the product. I don't care where I'm getting it from. Which means I can buy it from five different stores and, and be fine. Yeah. Fine. Fine. So I, I actually uh, a number of weeks ago uh, interviewed uh, Kevin Burke who came up with this concept in this company called Service Guru. And it's a great way to rate employees, not just the company, but the employees that you interact with, which is really cool. And he used mm-hmm. the word fine, and he said, you know, fine is a four-letter word that starts with F you never want to hear come out of a customer's <laughs> mouth. And I said, fine, it's the F-bomb of customer service. And I, the acronym I came up with is uh, fake smile, uh, insincere feedback, never coming back, emotionless experience f-i-n-e and uh, i like that really that's that's what it comes out to there's no emotion uh connection you're willing to drive 30 extra minutes how far is the big box store from you oh man like seven minutes eight minutes so you're really willing to go almost three times further because you'd rather have a better experience and you know something if you look at customers across the board in all types of industries, I think you're going to find the same thing. Customers will, will pay more. They'll drive further. They'll go to a little extra effort. They're even willing to put up with a little friction, which I, I mm-hmm. wish they didn't have to put up with any friction. But in your case, friction is getting in the car and driving a half an hour instead of just seven, eight minutes away. But mm-hmm. they're even to put up with a little friction just to get that experience that is that much better. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about, oh, uh, well, you have some customer service best practices that I want to talk about. But also, uh, you you talk, uh, you were talking about emails uh, and what you were doing this morning. I want to talk to you about how you take that written cons- uh, correspondence and turn it into something more human because it's very easy, uh, especially in a support uh, level, to shoot back an email, shoot back a text or chat and give them something that's almost a robotic uh, kind of a memorized response. So uh, we can talk mm-hmm. about that. Is that all right, Chase? Sounds good. Good. We're going to do it. So don't go away, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Chef Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network, talking with Chase Clemens, who is a customer support pro at Basecamp. An amazing company. All right, we were we were talking about the difference between the satisfied customer and a loyal customer. We've talked about um, you know going above and beyond, answering questions that are unrelated to what you sell. And and I think the big moral of the story there is you know chase the customer, not the money. What I want to talk about now because I like your is, pun there with the name. That was nice. What I do? Did I say a pun? Chase the customer. Chase the customer. Oh, there you go. Chase. Like your it. name's Chase. Let's. You know what? And I think. There's chasing the customer, and then there's chase the customer.
the customer. So if Chase is a verb, based <laughs> on your name, it's like let's uh, chase the customer means giving them amazing service. That's what happens exactly. when you chase the customer. That's going to be the, the name of my new show if I ever do another one. <laughs> I like that. I think you should. Right now, I think you should go out and get the URL. You should trademark it. Hurry up before someone else <laughs> listening does that. Perfect. All right, so let's talk about this. You were, you were doing emails this morning with clients, and sometimes mm-hmm. uh, the written correspondence does not come across as a humanizing experience. Let's chat a little bit about that. Um, you know, clear, fast, concise information. Is, and by the way, I'll tell you where my setup on this is. A number of years ago, not that long ago, I worked with a client. They had me come in and do a speaking presentation, and I, I was awarded the, the project and given the speech for one reason. Uh, everybody else was talking about how to be nice and how to build loyalty and how to you know spend a little bit more time, and he said, okay, we are lean, we are mean, and we're actually getting ourselves set up for selling. So I don't want my people on support spending any more time than they absolutely have to. And I talk about this concept of no like, and trust, and it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of time to build that. I said, well, here's the no like, and trust in your world. Uh, I know if I'm a customer, I need to know that if I call you, I'm going to like the information you give me and trust that it's the accurate information and that when I get off the phone, I'll be able to do it. And if you can give that to me quickly or it takes a long time, I don't care as long as I get that version of no like and trust in there. And he said, mm-hmm. if you can communicate that to my people, you win. And th- that's how we got it. So, But at the same time, that means I'm going to be sterile. I'm going to be direct. I'm going to be minimal words and probably less than human uh, or less than creating a human connection is, is what I guess I'm referring to. I don't know if that is the direct opposite of that or like the direct uh, tie-in with that. I mean, you can be uh, you can be clear and concise, and this is both on an email, on a phone call, or, or live chat, or whatever you're doing. You can be that and still be human. Uh, the biggest key to that is not – like when people think about getting replies out quickly that are knowledgeable, they're like, oh, well, we're probably going to see this question every day, so let's just have a stock reply to it. Let's have some kind of templatized reply that – is plug and play. Anybody on the team can use it and they're going to get the customer the correct information and they're going to get it quick. And here at Basecamp, that's just not what we do. We, you know, we do have these kind of general, um, we call them snippets. They are these kind of like templates that you work with, but those are just kind of like building blocks for going in and creating this personal experience with a customer. So when I interact with a customer, you know, there are some things that are going to be kind of blocked. Um, so like the end of my email where it's, you know, if I, I usually say something like, if you have any questions, like, let me know, have an awesome Tuesday, like that's going to be kind of templatized, but the bulk of it where I'm answering the question that they have, that's unique to each customer. That's something that you want to take a little bit of time and, and make sure that you're personalizing it for that customer, but doing so in a clear and concise way. And what I mean by clear and concise there is that it, it, this is text that you're working with. And you never know what situation a customer is in. The, cu- the customer probably doesn't have like 20 minutes to sit down and figure out what you mean by an email, right? So you want to have a reply that's clear, that's short, that gets to the point, that uh, uses screenshots or videos or anything like that to help uh, clarify things that might be confusing if you're using just words alone. Um, and you want to have a good reply that way your customer can look at it understand exactly what's going on preferably in like a minute or two max um so you want those clear and concise ones and and the last part of that that you mentioned those fast kind of replies 
man, so Basecamp has been through this this transition where it used to be um, fast for us was a couple of hours on a business day. And then we kind of staffed up to the point where fast for us was one to two minutes. So you send us an email, you get a reply back from us within one to two minutes. And it's basically like the pendulum swung from a couple of hours then over to a couple of minutes. And we went, man, this is just too fast. Like it's it's not... It's first off, it's a, it's a stress on our team because everyone's trying to hit this one to two minute reply mark, and it's forcing these kind of artificial um, requirements on all of us. So we backed off a little bit, a little bit and said, you know what, like half hour, right? If you need help and you you get that help from a, a real person within a half hour, that's probably good enough. And customers agreed. We, uh, you know, now it's it's somewhere between ten and fifteen minutes for our fast replies, and and customers. There's a point there where customers don't care if it's 10 minutes versus one minute, as long as they're getting a reply on the time that they need with good information that's clear and concise, they're going to be happy. And I'll also point out that last year there was a study, I believe it was Eptica who put it out, who said the average email response, if it's even responded to, is approximately seven hours and some odd minutes. (laughs) Can you imagine being a business owner waiting for seven hours? If I wanted my question answered in seven hours, I would wait seven hours to ask the question. Yeah, or (laughs) send a carrier pigeon or something. Uh, Right, right. But, no, I I like that. And, by the way, even at a half an hour, I'd say you're setting the bar very, very high for most companies. Uh, There are some great companies out there. I was just doing some interviews uh, with uh, some reporters just today, and they asked me what reasonable times were. And I said reasonable would be within an hour or two at the Mm -hmm. most. Uh, There are great companies out there that are setting the bar. Uh, You've got someone like 1-800-Flowers. Their goal is within an hour, but the reality is, like you, it's faster than that. It's typically a five- to seven-minute response time. Uh, Mm -hmm. FedEx, same kind of thing. They have a little bit longer uh, basic rule, or if you want to call it policy, of response time, but they typically try to do it within 20 minutes. I think you do that, you're considered a rock star from the standpoint of customer response. And then, uh, like you said, you know, quick, but I I think you can, uh, without having to spend a lot of time building rapport, you can still make it custom. You could say, okay, I really Mm -hmm. appreciate, you know, for three years you've been doing business. I, I see that you've had this happen two or three times before. I'm going to include this video that I think is going to be really helpful I mean, mm-hmm. to do it like that, I think, shows that you know who the customer is and, and you're set up. All right. Yeah, man. So we started using – just one last thing real sure. quick. Well, we started using this uh, this product I found called Cloud App, and it's so fantastic because it lets you take a screenshot or do a screen recording right away. It's a quick keyboard shortcut. Oftentimes, where if it's something that's going to take a couple of steps to explain to a customer, I'll fire that up, and we'll do a screen recording, and I'll get on my uh, my microphone and walk them through and, and say something. Hey, Shep, like, happy Tuesday. It's, it's great to hear from you again. Here's how you do this. And we walk through through it and then we wrap up and I send the video to them and customers love it. I can it's imagine. personalized, it's just for them and it's easy to understand. And this is called Cloud App? Yeah, Cloud App. It's a fantastic little service. It does everything from screenshots to video recordings. That's all online so you can share a link easily. Like it's just it it completely changed my my flow as wow. soon as we found it. And I'll bet it's reasonable. Oh yeah. I mean, even if it's like, that's one of those things where I don't look at cost too much because it's just, I, it's, you got to have it. Right, right. I love it. So sometimes these things are free. Uh, sometimes they aren't. Sometimes the free version is a short version. But check it out, Cloud App. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm going to check it out as soon as we're finished. All right, as we start to wrap up here, we've got about four or five more minutes. 
I know you have some amazing customer service best practices that you want to share with us. Oh, man, where do you start? Um, I think that the biggest thing that you can do with customers is, is give them a little surprise here and there, right? So if somebody writes in and says, hey, like, um, I had a bug. I, this, I ran into this this morning. Like, what's going on? After you fix it, take a look and see how long they've been a customer of yours. And, you know, if it's been a long time, send them up give them a free month, send them some flowers, send them some chocolates, send them a, a book, just send them something, right? And don't tell them that you're going to do it. Just let it be a surprise because that moment where they realize what happened or they received that gift or whatever, it's it's just a little next step in getting that loyalty, like you mentioned, and establishing that, that relationship and, and deepening that relationship. Surprise um, is huge. I love it. Yeah, that that one is just it's so easy, right? It's so easy just to go out and just send something to somebody or give them a free month. You know, by the way, this is real important. Your company has to be supportive of this, which means they've empowered you and they've given you some type of budget and they know and trust they're going to use it appropriately. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's one where if you don't trust your your frontline people, then there's man, there's just not much. I mean, there's um, the story. I think I read about it in one of your books. There was maybe it was the. it's not the Marriott. That was one of the other hotels that give their frontline crew like a, a $2,000 budget okay, or something it, like that. Ritz-Carlton. 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 Yep. There it is. Mm-hmm. It's like $2,000 budget. If For whatever reason, if you need to use it for a customer, use it, right? And that shows that you've got a lot of trust in, trust in that employee. Now, conversely, that means you've got to have really rock-solid hiring. You know, you've got to be hiring solid people that you don't that don't need policies and rules and regulations in place. So you you've got to do a little work on your side. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I say there's a great version of this. I can't tell you the name of the automobile manufacturer because I believe this was shared with me in confidence. But they have uh, reps that work for the manufacturer that when there's a real problem between the owner of, a, of an automobile and the dealership, like you know, maybe they bought a lemon for whatever reason. I mean, that happens. Even even mm-hmm. the uh, top cars in the world, sometimes they just there's problems with them, right? Well, I said, uh, you know, they, they go in and they start to negotiate with the customer. And when I say negotiate, I don't mean try to, you know, win. It, it's not about winning. Their, their negotiation is to win back the customer, which means they have license, call it permission, to do above and beyond what a dealer might do because they're working at the, you know, automotive manufacturer level. And this is mm-hmm. what I learned. He says, we have uh, permission if it's so bad that we can basically give the customer 100% of their money back. And they may have been driving this car for two years. And, you know, as soon as you drive a car off the lot, it's worth, you know, a fraction mm-hmm. of what you paid for. I mean, you lose, you lose 20 30% right away. And they have permission to buy back the car at full price. So I ask, how often does this happen? And what do you think the answer was? Oh, I'd say, what, less than a half a percent of the year? Never. Never. They have permission. They know how far they can go, yet they've never had to go that far because they've hired good people who understand what they have to do to win back the customer and, you know, where the limit is. The Ritz-Carlton employees, the, the housekeeper's given $2,000. If, if there's a towel laying on the ground, that's not a $2,000 violation. This happened to mm-hmm. me. They put a little box of a, a little chocolate thing that probably cost 80 cents with a, hey, apologize that your room when you came in today, it was messed up. It hadn't been properly cleaned. And I went, wow. And a handwritten note, that, that did it for me. And that wasn't $2,000. That was 80-something cents. 
So pretty cool example. Anyway, I, I know you've got a couple more to share with us. Let's go ahead and get those, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, so the next one, I would say, it sounds counterintuitive at first, but it's answer every complaint, but do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one where I picked up from, there's a great book called Hug Your Haters by Jay Bear. My buddy Jay. <laughs> and he, he talked about, um, especially with complaints that are public, so Twitter, Facebook, social media, that kind of thing. Um, when you have somebody that's complaining, answer them twice in public. And then after that, move them, he called it backstage. So move them off stage into an email conversation or a phone call or something like that. Um, and, and that was one of those where it really, it just, it like it seemed like I knew that beforehand, but it just kind of was like a slap in the face, like, yeah, we should be doing this. So that's what we do at Basecamp. You know, if somebody complains about something, we, we'll, inter- we'll engage with them twice. Uh, and then after that, we'll, you know, try to get them into an email or, or private channel somehow um, and, you know, work things out there. But, you know, a lot of companies out there, will either ignore complaints, which isn't the right approach, or they'll like air all of their dirty laundry or whatnot with this customer in public. And that's just doesn't work out for, for anybody. Um, so I like that one from, from Jay. It's, you know, reply twice publicly once or twice, and then, and then move them into a private channel. By the way, if it's a scathing uh, comment, you, you reply once with the, I want to help you. Let's move it now to the mm-hmm. channel before it, it starts showing back and forth. And then I would add to that, uh, and Jay and I, it's not that we differ on this. We know that the likelihood of a customer responding is, is, is not super high, but it's pretty good. Uh, if once the situation's been taken care of, mm-hmm. go back and respond to the original complaint and say, hey, thank you for letting me handle this for you. I'm glad we got it resolved. And if you're lucky, the customer comes back on and makes a comment that's positive. Otherwise, at least... Uh, the rest of the world, if they're watching, and as Jay calls it, uh, customer support and social media is a spectator sport. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it watching. really is. Yeah. So you get to show that you came back, that the problem was resolved. All right. We have time for exactly. one more, and I'll call this the one yeah. thing. At the end of every episode, we talk about the one thing. So let's share one more great best practice uh, from my good best new buddy, Chase Clemens. Yeah, this is this is a selfish one. This says work 40 hours a week, and then that's that. Um, that's one where at Basecamp we've been pushing up for so long and it's so easy, especially when the customer world to like get tangled up into things that are going on. Um, like somebody leaves a bad review on a Sunday morning on Facebook that, that can wait till Monday. You know, you don't have to interrupt your life just to, to engage with one customer on a Sunday morning. So take the time to connect, um, you know, put in your time, but make sure you take time for yourself. Otherwise you're going to burn out. And, uh, it's kind of the very first line we have over at support ops with our manifesto is that you've got to put your oxygen mask on first. So if you wear yourself out to the point where you're no good to anybody, then you're going to pass that on to your customers too. So set those boundaries, take a break from work on the weekends or whatnot, and just give yourself time away from interacting with customers 24 seven. Yeah. I think that there's, Certain businesses that are expected to be available 24-7, if you're an international company, if you are a, you know, uh, that type of business where, you know, on the other side of the world, they're contacting you, you have to have that. And by the way, a good company is going to say, hey, Chase, it's the weekend. We've got other people who are working this weekend. You don't need Mm -hmm. to cover this. So it it works. Uh, I think uh, that's a powerful way to end. It's it's kind of, uh, you talk about humanizing uh, things earlier in the conversation, and it was mostly about the customer support. But I think uh, humanizing this whole conversation we've had is that customer support, it, it is a balance. It's people doing business with people. 
And exactly. I, you know, even all the chat bots and AI and, and virtual assistants <laughs> that are coming out there, uh, ultimately what hap happens is they may handle lower level issues, but eventually they're going to work their way up to the people dealing mm -hmm. with people. So, Chase, you have been awesome. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio, because <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Well, thanks. Everybody, that was Chase Clements, and he is the customer support pro at Basecamp. If you want to learn more about Basecamp, you go to Basecamp.com. Is that right, Chase? Basecamp.com, yes, sir. And if you want to learn about Chase's great podcast, Support Ops, uh, just go to supportop.co. That's supportop.co, and you'll learn all about Chase's great ideas, the guests he has, talking about really what happens on the front line in customer support, what happens in uh, the support centers with management. So I urge you all to take a look at that if that's the kind of business you're in. And until we speak next time on Amazing Business Radio, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.